Bam. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Rizzity, rizzity, recording. That's terrible. Don't do that. What? That's just the worst. Oh. This is this is not natural. <laughs> Isn't it? I thought I came off as Rizzity, like, Rizzity recording. Is that how we're gonna open this? It's how I open a lot of shit, Gwen. I'm like, wiggity wiggity, what up? <laughs> Dude, Christmas in your family must just be listening to you open those presents has gotta be just like wizard, wizard, what's a nightmare this? scenario <laughs> oh jeez alright I'm a cool dude talking about no man's guy and yes major major events that happened in this industry and yes. cha- like what shaped 2016 if you were in the industry mm. uh and i thought about it more and i know last episode i said we this was the year of the uh character shooter i think you yes. said that was your, um, pr- your prediction oh no not the, your prediction your uh that's what this was this. but now i've been thinking about it and i want to revise that i think this was actually the year of the the indie game I think this was the year uh, that we really, that indie games really moved to a forefront and indie games really became a thing. I think, um, and and here's why. Okay. In the past, we had some, we've had games where, in the past, we've had indie games where there was only one game developer, but we've never had so many be so successful. And we've never had so many indie games come out at the same time in one year. And I, I feel like, um, with Stardew Valley, which was developed by only one person, reaching yeah, phenomenal craziness. success, incredible numbers. Um, with RimWorld um, coming out, which I know I'm like adding that to my list because I, I really like RimWorld. You do really um, like RimWorld. I think I we discussed like... that before with me turning it on and being like, what do I do? <laughs> and just being confused. I, that's part of it, though. Figuring out the game is the game. It's the point. I, I love what Tynan made there. I think he did an awesome thing. I Tynan... Okay, so tangent here. Like, this is an individual that was working on Bioshock, and then he wrote a game about... Um, or sorry, he wrote a book about how to make video games. And then he was like, no, I'm serious. I, I know how to make video games. I could go do it alone. And then he just did it. Like, Shit. he just quit, and he made a video game alone. Uh, and that's... Kickstarted it, did it, solo dev... I can do this. I wrote the book on this. Here I go. And then he did it. And I think that's just, that's like the dream. That's amazing. Um, the, like solo. Anytime you talk to a college student, they always say, oh, I'm going to make this big, huge game and I'm going to do it all on my own. And you're like, okay, kid, whatever. You have no idea what it takes, but the tools are getting there so that that kid might turn out to make Undertale. Like, make a phenomenal game that's adorable and successful and that's well-loved. And with the tools like RPG Maker and Unreal Engine and everything becoming so much more accessible, we're seeing more and more tiny, tiny teams. Teams that are just one developer making these incredible games. And so I'd say I've revised my opinion more so than ever. I think this was actually the year of the uh, small indie dev team of the small indie game. Yeah, I agree. It's... uh. It's also, like, an accepted thing now, and they're doing it at a level that every it's discussed in the same breath as AAA, and in some cases even making similar money. 
like on the games just an in cultural impact as well that some of these games have had like you reference undertale you reference stardew valley stardew valley since that's come out on console as well like it's you hear so many people talking about that game and undertale was huge and like undertale was terrifying and if you're an indie dev because it came out of nowhere you want to believe that you have some ability to predict what will be a hit and what won't you want to believe that if you're an indie dev you want to believe that you have something figured out um that that you know the one way forward hopefully and then then undertale comes out and you're just like i did not i did not see that coming that was a kid in college well it wasn't a kid in college but it was like that came out of left field. I had no idea that was going to happen. And I loved that game. That was adorable. It was so weird and different. I played um, One Shot. I, I bought it on the Steam Summer Sale. Yes. There's a game called One Shot. Yeah. This, dude, Chris, this is the indiest indie game I have ever played. I've never played an indie game quite as indie as this. I don't know how many people were involved. I should look up that studio. I think it was only two people made this game. Mm-hmm. I had a blast. I had more fun playing that than I have on some games I've spent $40 on, $60 on. Like, one shot. I don't even want to spoil it because it's one of those games that it's an idea that's unique and that probably would not have been greenlit if it was um, a major title with a a big budget. It was a it's a unique, interesting game that just completely just breaks through the fourth wall like the fucking Kool-Aid man just like. (laughs) There's no fourth wall here. It it's a good game. I like it. Um, awesome. I need to play it. Like you, uh, we exchanged Christmas gifts, and uh, yours to me was that. So, I need to play it. One shot, and I need to play Overwatch. Chris like got me uh, Overwatch. Oh, did is his yeah, which is uh, great. Yeah, <laughs> I uh, a- I didn't want to play it with someone. Basically, I was like, I want to play this game with Gwen. So it's a very selfish purchased in a way because i'm just like here play a game with me <laughs> no i love overwatch is an awesome game and i like i said i i know that um I, i'm good friends with the guy that animated all the the hand animations oh, yeah, yeah so i i look forward to playing as each character comes out and making fun of his uh animations <laughs> and stuff awesome i uh, that i think that's my game of the year like i think i've said it before but i can't yeah. think what else i would pick over overwatch at this stage it was I've had so much fun with Overwatch since it came Man, out. This industry is so competitive right now, and there are so many games coming out. Like, there's so many indie games coming out. There's so many. Overwatch came out in a year when I want to say there was five or six other prominent character shooters that came out at roughly the same exact time. Mm. Um, and Overwatch was the one that just stood above the rest. Um, yeah, yeah. Like, like no there's question. been there's been a lot of games this year, like a ton. Yeah, I was telling uh, I was telling Chris earlier. There's um, uh, Sergey, the guy that runs Steam Spy, mm. did a uh, showed a graph of how all the games that have come out, and it was something like thirty eight percent of games on Steam came out this year. Yeah, that's which that's is crazy. Crazy the explosion of games that have come out on Steam this year, um, and it's not like there's. I mean, there's more subscribers this year than last year to Steam. There's or there's more accounts on Steam than last year, but th- not to the degree that makes that, uh, that explains that. Just mm. the sheer quantity of games that are coming out is incredible. How many of that could be down to the fact that there's more and more 
indie developers now. Oh, that's a huge part of it. Absolutely. Mm. There's a lot more hobbyist game developers. The tools are there now um, with Unity and Unreal and, and RPG Maker and all these other tools. The tools are there now to for almost anybody to go in and just make a game, um, which is good. Uh, and, and so I'm not going to... I'm not going to sugarcoat it. A lot of the games that are on Steam, that released on Steam this year, probably made very little to no money and were probably kind of hobbyist mm. uh, works. But, but still, um, that's a lot of games. Still. Every now and then, one of those hobbyists ends up making, you know, Undertale. Uh, yeah. Does that. So but you also, never know. I, I guess, yeah, it's just, it's becoming more and more of a viable thing for people to do. Like, when I was a kid, I was aware of Net Yorosi on the PlayStation, if you remember that. No, I don't. Oh, Net Yorosi's worth looking up. It was like you could buy this, like, PS1 that it was black and you could, it had a program on, like, on a disc called Net Yorosi and you could, uh, I don't know if maybe this was just a European thing, but you could program your own games on it. That was the only thing I was aware of at the time that <laughs> uh, would even do that. And even then, it was super, like, it didn't look easy or anything. Like, it you had to mess around with it but yeah that was i think cool. most most people i work with now they got their start making mods or making um, that's a big thing maps yeah. and that sort of thing yeah back in the day because that was all you had you worked with the tools that uh came with the game yeah um, like people just got it all now yeah now people can do anything and i think that's great um i i'm terrified I'm like always terrified because <laughs> when you have so much competition it's so difficult to stand out it's so difficult to even be noticed at all when there's when the, when there's just so many games how do you get the attention of the press i feel like the press have no time to cover the few i, I mean any person i know in the press has to literally play a new game every day and can't keep up even with that like that's not enough well that's a thing I think I was saying to you, like, when I was like, what would I pick as my game of the year? And I realized I'd played, like, an amount of a ton of games, but I've not finished. I think this is a year that I've not finished many games at all. Like, I finished some that I was, like, legit reviewing that I had to go through the entire thing to do the review of it. But outside of that, where it's just me needing to be aware of what things are i probably played like four hours of a ton of games so i'm like i don't know if i can include things like titanfall 2 or call of duty or anything like that in anything that i mentioned in terms of games of the year because i played so little of them and they're still there just like <laughs> waiting for me like i love I dragon quest builders but i've played like five hours of it and i haven't gone back to it because other things have come out and i've started playing them and do you lie to yourself and tell yourself you're going to go back? Like, I still have my Witcher 3 gotcha. save, and I swear I'm going to go back. I swear Same. it's so good. I'm going to play that and game. My friends, my friends are say the end of the game is so good. You have to play Witcher. And, and I know it, it's a phenomenal game. I just I had to put it down to play other things. And I some part of me knows I'll never go back, which is a shame because that game's phenomenal. <sighs> it's weird. Like, a part of me considers, like, for next year, just trying to take myself out of the conversation as it's called and like trying to really just focus on playing and finishing games <laughs> like where i can like because obviously there's some that i'm gonna have to review potentially but even then that may not be 
that may not be continue to be a particularly big part of my career and it's like if i don't need to do it it's like i feel like i'm just doing myself a detriment like this year it's like like i said there's so i've written there's probably two games i could legit put into my favorite games of this year that i've actually played a lot of or played all the way through and it's like that's not a lot (laughs) to the amount of games i've purchased uh or got via like press means like i've spent a lot of money on games but i've barely (laughs) played any of them and it's like i'm moving in i'm taking the opposite strategy as you i'm not gonna buy those big uh, the big games that have a huge time commitment anymore. I'm just going to focus on the smaller games like Inside that I can beat in a day if I have <laughs> to or episodic games like Overwatch, uh, competitive games you can jump into and jump out of because yeah. I just don't have time to beat and like I can't beat Witcher 3 as much as I want to. I just don't have that time. <sighs> yeah. And there's too many games like that and they're the the market can really only bear so many of those kinds of games, unfortunately. The really the super time consuming long games. What is um, it? And I, there's, I think if you want narrative, I'm um like I'm playing Life is Strange right now, and I think Enjoying that's it? a, yeah, it's good, I like right? it quite a bit. Yeah, it's a good I really game. enjoyed that game. And I'm I'm liking, I'm I'm getting into walking simulators now. I know I'm way behind the curve as far as this. Like Firewatch came out this year, and Firewatch is probably considered the best walking simulator for people who don't know walking simulator is a terrible name for (laughs) a game that is similar to a choose your own adventure where you you go through and you um experience you you walk around and you interact with different things and you experience the game and it's mostly narrative there's there isn't a mechanic where you shoot things or there's no gamey stuff like i love them so much i know i do too i'm starting i didn't i thought they were dumb uh, (laughs) really but i did i was I thought they sounded really dumb, um, but now I'm playing them and I love them. So yeah. I was wrong. Life is Super Strange wrong. is great, right? Yeah, that game's good. Fuck. I'm on episode four right now. Oh, no, like, it's just the way, like, that game just, it's just the mood that game puts me in, like, is what I like more than anything. As much as I enjoy the characters and the story and everything, like, the main things I like about it are, like, it's this is gonna sound weird i don't know if it does because i'm just thinking about it now like it's color palette and it's soundtrack and just the voice acting those are the things i love the most like there was a bit and i think episode one where you can just sit outside on a swing as a song plays and like just Mm -hmm. watch these birds fly around in the sky and i think i did that for like about well the entire length of the song and just sat there looking at it and i was just like oh this is great i love yeah. stuff like that like yeah that that is what i love about that game more than it, anything i like walking simulators now i thought they would always kind of uh, be mysteries i thought they would always be very samey but life is strange is very um uh atmospheric and in a way that's kind of portland it feels like portland it feels like i just went to portland and i like portland so this is a good thing you know yeah, uh, like, to me, it's just, it's an idealized idea of what being a teenager is. And, I don't know, as someone that's now not a teenager <laughs> and can look back on that time of my life, parts of it fondly, it's like, I don't know, it just makes you makes me feel that kind of a thing. And I'm like, that's nice. I like that. Yeah. 
And the, the game mechanic that they do have, the rewind, I think works really well for a yeah. walking simulator. Yeah. I'm excited. It's got me excited over what Steve Gaynor is going to work on next, actually. This was not Steve Gaynor. Steve, Ga- Steve Gaynor made Gone Home. Yes. But he is making another game that is um, uh, kind of, from what I understand, the mechanic is similar in that you can hear, uh, you can hear each of the different um, things that you could say to somebody. It's like cheating at a choose your own adventure book. It's like you can oh you can play out you what can would choose happen. your own adventure and then you can go back and, and see what would have happened if you chose a different thing to say and I like Man, that you know at first the very first time I heard about Life is Strange I was kind of like because I super enjoyed Series One of The Walking Dead like I mm-hmm. fucking loved that game like that was one of my f- favorite things I ever played like for how much I loved it I was um, thinking of that and I was like well, that's bullshit like if I can just rewind what I fucking said that takes away all the impact. Because the first series of The Walking Dead, to me, I was like, the moments that fucking stood out so much to me that I loved were where it made you make a split-second decision. And I felt like it was me that had made that choice. And I learned something about myself that maybe I didn't even necessarily like. Like, I was like, oh, shit. In that situation. Yeah, the Telltale games. That's what I did. Those games are are all about... um... You have a timer and you have to make a choice. Are you going to say this? Are you, are you going to do this or this? Are you going to shoot this man or are you going to let him go? Like you yeah. have to make a choice. You have to make it quickly. And then the next day you go and you go to your friends. And you're like, oh, I shot him. Did you shoot him? What happened if I don't shot him? Like what? Uh, how, how does this end? Like wh- what did I miss? So that's a very different, more frantic kind of yeah. gameplay. And I love that too. That's really fun. Oh, it is. But I, f- I think with Life is Strange, it just made it part of the narrative conceit. And I'm fine with that. Like if, if you make it work in the game like um, i'm more than cool with that yeah i thought so, like yeah, be interesting. really good I'm, I'm pretty excited about this game i'm excited to see how it ends i'm into the story yeah, i now good. believe i've i've done a 180 i thought walking simulators were lame uh and now i don't so you've this game between this and and uh the various telltale games because i wasn't super into a lot of the telltale games mm, um, i wasn't till the walking like i wasn't the walking dead series one is probably still a standout i i finished the wolf among us and i enjoyed that but and i did series two of the walking dead but series two of the walking dead wasn't as good as series one yeah i i liked the first series of the walking dead i did play that um it wasn't something like i it was i call it homework it was like a game i played so that i could talk about it more than because yeah. it was something i really wanted to play um the borderlands the pre-sequel was i loved that game I've talked about this before. Yeah, Tales I loved from the Borderlands. Yeah. Or or I'm sorry, yes, Tales no, from the Borderlands. Fine. Yeah. <laughs> uh Tales from the Borderlands was was so funny and so good. I loved that one. Mm. I still need to finish that. I need to properly finish that one. That just sort of fell. I think that might even Oh no, I have got it on the PS4. I have got it on the PS4. I was <laughs> suddenly like lying to yourself. 360, is it? Oh yeah. So we totally were talking about it, earlier. Right? Yeah, we'll totally finish that. I'm gonna go back, I swear, I swear. Still I have there. that save. Still got it. It's not gone. <laughs> no, I think with a game like that, that's narrative. You beat it in pretty much like a one shot, like over the course of a weekend or two weekends. Yeah, I think I'm gonna or, try and do that. Otherwise, going back is hard. I think because you fall out of the narrative. You don't remember who everybody is. Yeah, no, exactly. I think I did like two episodes of it, so I'm sort of like, nah, shit. Stuff happened. There was a car. We were in some sort of race <laughs> in a in an arena maybe like that like then yeah who knows what happened after that um dude i know exactly where you were that game was so funny i loved that game that one's my favorite walking simulator so for the rest of the world this was the either the year of the indie game or the year of the character shooter but for gwen 
this was definitely the year of the walking simulator. Year of the walking Love those simulator. games. Shit. I think for me, it it's like, and this isn't even to do with video games. It was the year of actually getting to know like a community of people in the games industry that like I legit love, which is gonna sound weird, but like it does sound super weird. The <laughs> I'm just messing with you. The people I've met going to conventions in America have turned out to be like super important people in my life like this year like the people i met at devolver like mm-hmm. uh oh the time i had at e3 with devolver was fucking that was transformative gwen transformative so oh. for you this was the year of the conventions and the um, in a way but the, the fandoms it, like and yourself like meeting you that's changed Aww. what i'm doing and like how i'm thinking about stuff and yeah i've met some like super important cool people this year that like just through getting to go to america and meeting these people like i never would have met otherwise at all Mm -hmm. which is crazy and like yeah that that i think has been the thing for me like i feel like i feel like i've learned a lot from people that work in this industry uh that i've met and yeah some fucking lovely people yourself included obviously yeah. So said. you're. So for you, this was the year of the meta game. This was the year of getting to know the people that make the games. Yeah, getting and to know the, the people. Uh, also, how the sausage is made. Yeah, there's that. Like, well, because we talked about it before. Like, I'm very slowly putting together stuff that me and someone else are working on, like a game. That's right. You're you right. are going to be one of these indie, uh, these solo mission indie game developers. Yeah, you're like make a game. Just you and one other dude, right? Well, yeah, it's like, I don't know, there's, it, it feels like there's a lot of opportunities in my life now through meeting a lot of very cool people, which is what kind of what I always wanted in a way, because it always just felt like, I don't know, especially when you work in the media, mm-hmm. everyone just, it feels like everyone's of the mindset that there's one job for in the entire world, and even if you get on well, it's still like, well, I'm not going to fucking do anything with you or help you because you're still my job. And it's like, wait, no, what are you talking about? This one job in the whole world? No, like, uh, it's very difficult to get people to work on things together. And wh- like, I like working with people. Mm. I found out. And there's <laughs> you. You feel there's not a lot of collaboration in media no. in the games media, or at I guess least that makes in, sense. The, in the people I meet. And I, I put a lot of that down to the fact that there's not many jobs. And a lot of the jobs that do exist in the circle, like the sort of work I do, is kind of solo. Yeah, I mean, there's only one person on stage presenting to people. There's only one writer. You can't have multiple people writing a review. Yeah, makes sense. It makes sense, but like, also, I love working with people. There's like, Mm -hmm. if I get to work with good people, that's my favorite thing in the world. So I always want to work with people, but people can be hesitant towards that and also like employers they'll save money by just hiring one presenter rather than getting two and most people also don't want to share a, a spotlight like i see it's a very selfish profession like yeah if your job is to be in the spotlight then yeah. obviously that makes but sense to me there's not like, many opportunities for collaboration there and you love uh, collaborating to me like i have so much more fun doing something with someone else and like my favorite things that I do are doing things with other people and I get so many more ideas doing something with other people and like 
all that stuff. Like I'm, I'm definitely a collaborative person. It turns out because I'll oh, have all I these totally ideas understand. for things, but they, they always, are, you always need other people to do things that I think of. And it's like, yeah. you don't meet them. But this As- year I've got to meet people that are like, like yourself and things like that, that are like, <laughs> we should do things. I'm like, yes, <laughs> I love doing things with people that are cool. Yeah, so, yeah. it's, it's so helpful um, to have somebody to collaborate with. It's so helpful to have um, somebody else to hold you accountable, to have somebody else that you want to impress. Like, yeah. No matter what, working with other people, I, I find I also do my best work when I'm working with other people or working as part of a collaboration. Um, that's why I'm so impressed by the solo indie devs, oh, I think. Oh, God, yeah. I don't, I don't understand how you can even... Like, a lot of my motivation can just go more than anything. Like, if you're doing something yourself and... Like doing this podcast, the re- the reward to us is the doing of the thing, and that we both enjoy doing it. Whereas yeah. I think if it was just me talking, and I mean we get loads of feedback, but <laughs> if it was, you know what I mean, like if it was yeah. just me talking into a void and getting nothing back, you'd just be like, oh fuck it. <laughs> I um, wouldn't want to listen to me, uh, just talk to a wall. I wouldn't know what to say. That's well, true. I I can sit and talk to myself. That's a skill I've got, Gwen. Oh, do, okay. <laughs> I can do that. I can do it, but it's no fun. Like what what I what I love about doing this is talking to you. So it's like this is super fun. And yeah, like this year, just been very lucky. I meet some fucking fucking amazing people like that I've got to meet this year. I think that Hell more yeah. than anything has been very important. I think your description from the last episode of working on genital jousting with like the um the dildo controllers is the yes. funniest thing. Like that's a that's a once in a lifetime experience right totally. there. I think that sounds like a great I I too would love working at conventions if it was always like that. Yeah. E3 at that Devolver parking lot that year was it was magical. Like and it's like i formed bonds with people that were there in a way that like i don't think you would have done doing anything else where it's it's just like didn't we have a magical time and it's like yes we did we had the best time oh totally yeah i'm so hopeful we can do that again next year and but why even if i don't it's like it was still fucking amazing oh man the best my my best memories as an indie developer have been um not just working together with my team but also going around to all these shows and continuously running into other indie developers and Mm. hanging out with them and forming a bond where it's like oh man you're in germany i'm in germany we're both fish out of water and we're jet lagged and we've been talking to strangers all day and we're tired and now we're gonna get drunk (laughs) and we're gonna um and we're gonna shoot the shit because the show is over and we're gonna talk about what our lives are like and we're gonna bond and you'll bond with the with other indie developers uh in a way that like there's no words for it yeah, I I care deeply about what some of these um, other game, how well these other games do. I cared about it very, very deeply, almost as much as I care about how well my own game does, because I feel like I know these people. So, for instance, like I I demoed next to Superhot, and I uh, nice. I met Piotr, and he the first time I met him, we were in um we he was coming to a show out in California, and he didn't know anybody in in America, uh, and he kind of like glommed on and hung out with me in Forest, and we talked about indie games and stuff. And then later on, um, later that year, I went to Germany and I was the only person at this convention 
Mm. Or I'm sorry, I, I didn't know anybody at this convention. Like none of no one from my team went other than me. Um, I was completely alone in a different traveling alone in a different country, and I ran into Piotr, and it, it was, and there he was with his team this time, and it like Marcin and all these guys, and I, and it it was as though, it was fine. It was like being with my own team. Mm. It was great. It, it, we're friends, in spite of the fact that we've only met a handful of times. We're really close friends. Yeah. Just because we happen to show games next to each other. And the conventions just do that. They just make you, know, uh, they make right? everybody friendlier and happier. It, working together at a convention is a really big bonding experience. And it's incredible. Well, think, like part of it is just working at a convention is so fucking intense. Like particularly when you're working a booth and working on a show floor, there's so much yes. noise and there's so many people and it's such a long day. Like, and it's free to sometimes even fucking four. Like, <laughs> fuck conventions are four days <laughs> just putting that yeah. out there i'm like fucking four days what's wrong with you the third yeah. day is the last day it's but, excessive yeah. it's yeah, a lot four's too much come on but <laughs> that's cruel on everyone <laughs> but but like uh you go through that such an intense period of time with people and like you get to the end of every day and it's sort of like shit we did that like we 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 made that happen like we all survived that and like also had like also fucking loved it and like none of us would be doing this if we didn't enjoy it and we all have a deep appreciation and love of like the people that make games and the people that show off games and it's it's fucking amazing like it could just be the people I get to hang around with. Like, it could be that. I get to work with the people I expert. I get to work with the people from Devolver. Mm-hmm. And they're all just fucking wonderful people. And I have a great time. And I, and I meet... And I, I love doing the stage stuff. I feel so fucking lucky. Because I just get this rotation of fucking amazing people for a weekend. Like, one after another. Like, I just sit on a chair. And it's like, hello. You're a brand new person who has made a thing that you're really <laughs> fucking excited about. And I'm excited to talk to you about it. So let's do that. And it's yeah. great. I fucking love that so much. And everybody, the shows are also great because everybody there wants to have a good time. Right. Like yeah. the, the people who are going to the show really paid a lot of money and really want to have a good time. And you want these developers to show you their game and you want to like the game. And the developer really wants everybody to like the game and really wants everybody to have a good time. So we're all working together to, to make sure that we all have a really good time. Yeah. Uh, it's, and it's, it's exhausting and it's a long day and you're often you've traveled to a strange new place yeah uh jet lag to fuck depending if i'm on like the east or the if i'm on the west coast i'm just fucking exhausted. in some sort of weird dreamland <laughs> like, I'm, yeah. like, I'm like it's 5 a.m where i live right now <laughs> help <laughs> like, it's like i can't do this but oh, man. it's still like yeah it's magical like i love it and yeah i'm very appreciative for all of that i think that that's because i guess that was other thing like my my, what my job is is becoming more and more different so like i don't necessarily need to do the whole dance that i've done this year of being the person that has to have a reaction to shit because i don't know it just feels like it's been detrimental to my actual time i've spent playing video games because if i get Mm -hmm. like a few hours i'll be like cool i gotta play the new thing and I'll play a few hours of it, and they'll be like, cool, more shit came out. I've got to play the new thing. 
<laughs> yeah, and it's not a bad place games. to be. Like, it's not, it, it is in no way am I complaining to anyone that is listening to this and being like, oh, fucking hard job, bro. I'm like, yeah, I know. No, you sound <laughs> genuinely happy and excited. And it sounds like you've had a great year meeting a lot of awesome people. Yeah. And um, just getting involved in, in these shows. I think the conventions are also growing. There's always more and more conventions. Mm. There's more and more people at them. PAX East is getting bigger and bigger, I swear. There's so many people there. But I'll tell you what, <laughs> as like sometimes this year has been very shitty <laughs> just, just to be an understatement but like i don't know the more we talk about it, the more i'm like shit it's there's also been a lot of, like just on a personal level a lot of good shit that's happened and uh definitely meeting like people at devolver and meeting people at xplayer and also meeting you has been like fucking huge for me like been really good like, it's been a really nice year, and I've got to meet and get to know people and learn new perspectives and all that shit that I just never would have... Like, never in my dreams would I think I'd be talking to, like, a game developer who lives in fucking Boston. Like, that that would not be a thing in my life. But it, this year, it fucking has been. It's crazy. You know, I'm, gl- I'm glad we met, too. It has been a... It's been wonderful. I think we... Yeah. This is... Yeah, this year has its up in its ups and its downs for sure, as far as you know the world goes. And hopefully, we won't be a nuclear winter next year. But all with in any all, luck, Gwen, I mean, we luck, can hope. <laughs> we'll uh, we'll make it through another year, and maybe next year will be even cooler. And we'll meet even you'll meet even cooler people than me. We won't. Oh, I uh, doubt that very much. You'll Gwen. get bored chatting with me each week, and uh, you'll you have know, real talk. I fucking love doing this podcast. Just saying. I, I love really? that we yeah I love that we get to talk every week and I consider you a very close friend so I do oh thank you Chris <laughs> that's, that's okay. really sweet dude that's awesome I I mean yeah I I don't uh, get out of my bubble very much so I'm really I'm really really glad we started doing this too mm. it's fun yeah. it gets me yeah I I think you have a really unique perspective and I I really actually deeply enjoy talking to somebody who's like from the press but not evil <laughs> i guess i don't know how to put it but yeah you you're you're a good friend and you're i think you're a genuinely awesome human being oh thank you and yeah. i think you uh you understand things like twitch and such in a way that i just do not does that does <laughs> that i hope you can teach me oh uh, god yeah we'll be fine don't worry you ever want to do any shit like that i'll hook you up Gwen. don't you worry about that <laughs> awesome but yeah it's it's uh yeah it's been nice we need to talk about thing highlights for you as well like because i kind of went off on a tear of being like oh i like people (laughs) but like that's great though that's who you are Mm -hmm. you're just you're the sweetest most genuine person chris like seriously you are the sweetest guy i think like uh, there you talk sometimes about um what is it? How people in your industry tend to um, be afraid to share the spotlight, tend to mm. be um, self-absorbed, I suppose. And, and I want to say, honestly, when I watch a lot of people on Twitch and stuff, I just feel like they are quite self-interested. Mm. Um, and to me, that's always kind of been a, a negative thing. It's not something I enjoy watching. No, and, me either. Yeah, and I, I kind of... The reason why I, I wanted to, to do this podcast with you is because you, you genuinely seem like 
a dude who likes playing games and likes talking to people and isn't super um, self like a jerk. You don't seem like a jerk. I'm uh, glad to hear that, Gwen. Thank you. You're like you are I not f- a jerk. <laughs> I am not articulate. Okay, I feel like if you were if you were the one saying this shit, it would be way better. I'm just no. trying to tell you that I like you as a person. In thank you, Gwen. Dumb, using my dumbest dumbest words. No, it means a lot. You. Oh. No, it does. It does. And uh, yeah, I mean, this feels like a perfect place to wrap up an episode of a podcast, really. Yeah, I, I just, really I, does. I do want to hear about what you've done this year and like what your highlights have been. But oh man, this year I don't think I'm scared that next year cannot possibly compete with this year. I launched a game, like I launched an yeah. indie game. Uh, I spoke at many conventions. I spoke at GDC twice, once for a full half hour talk and once as part of animation boot camp. Mm. Um, I I feel like this year I crushed it. Yeah. Uh, uh, I would agree. And now, now I'm chilling. <laughs> <laughs> so now I'm chilling, chilling with Chris Light, starting a podcast and and uh, generally uh, taking a breather. Yeah, next next year is going to be big for you though. We had this discussion yeah. before we started, but yeah, I, I, enjoyed, I do think I enjoyed were... taking my breather. I enjoyed working with Double Fine quite a bit. I think Psychonauts Two is an awesome game. I'm really happy I got to touch that. Mm. I'm. I really enjoyed. I've worked on a number of um, smaller VR titles in, uh, like, as part of a contracting gigs. I worked on. A, I got to work on a game where you're an astronaut on Mars, in VR. Uh, I got to set up your little VR hands and things like that. I got to work on a game called Prana, which is mm. a, a VR experience where you breathe into a microphone, and uh, you're supposed to meditate and breathe into a microphone. Sure. And as you meditate, you bring animals to life. I thought that was super fun. I got hmm. to make a, I got to make a bunch of little YouTube videos. I got to start a podcast with Chris Slate. I did a lot of stuff this year, and I think all of it was really fun, and uh, I, I was really happy. And um, hmm. I think next year is going to be pretty awesome, assuming yeah. we're not in nuclear winter. Other than that, as long Other as we than... can, as long as we can avoid that, I think you're going to have a pretty fucking big year. I think you will too. Your stars in the rise, Chris Light. Alright. Who knows? Let's, let, let's wrap this thing up, Gwen. Let's end this before we start to cry. Possibly. Thank you, listeners, for listening to us. I hope you continue to listen to us throughout hmm. the holidays and into next year. As we go on our, our separate journeys, please give us as much feedback as you feel like. Yeah. Uh, please give us a... Feel free to review us on iTunes. Please. Or uh, Chris can tell you how social media works in other ways. Like us. Uh, talk yep. about us. Email us, whatever. Whatever all you the kids do. Send us whatever a letter in the do. post. We we really do appreciate it. This has been Gwen Frey and Chris Light, and you've been in the dialogue box. <laughs> <laughs>